after I left the Air Force, we moved to Colorado outside of Denver, where we we owned and operated private practices, and ultimately got to the point, Justin, where we we were able to replace our active income as as doctors through our real estate portfolio. And that that took many years, right? That didn't yeah. happen over overnight. But really, the catalyst to allow us to do this is not just focusing on where we invested, you know, just locally where we lived, but actually being strategic to look at different markets where there's better opportunity and really diversify and scale a portfolio. This is the Passive Real Estate Strategies Podcast, where we educate career-driven individuals who have tapped out their earning potential, learn about passive real estate investing so you can continue building your wealth without compromising your time or taking on more responsibilities. I'm your host and managing partner at Realm Investors, a multifamily syndication group who has helped multiply millions of dollars for our passive investors. Thanks for tuning in and let's get on with the show. Hey investors, welcome back to another episode of Passive Real Estate Strategies. Today, I am sitting down with Zach Master, the founder and CEO of Rent to Retire, the largest turnkey real estate provider in the world. Now, he's a seasoned real estate investor who has accumulated an enormous portfolio of rental properties across multiple markets, including single family, multifamily, commercial, new construction. The guy has been around the block quite a few times. So Zach, we're excited to have you on the show. Hey, Justin, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell us about you know your journey investing. You've done quite a bit. Have you always the turnkey space or have you ventured outside of that? No, I mean, we do we do a lot in real estate. Turnkey is our active business. Turnkey being where our company identifies viable investment markets and we either we have local teams either rehab or, or build properties, lease and manage them for investors to be, you know, have easy access to invest in some of the best locations. But we on the personal level, we we do a lot. We do a lot in the commercial space, commercial multifamily, retail space. That's what we own most of our assets in. We have a large portfolio of short term rentals and and also residential, but my background started having nothing to do with with real estate. I was a licensed optometrist for many years. Uh, That's where I met my wife in in Oregon and Portland, where we went to school together. I was on an Air Force scholarship. I went into the Air Force as a captain and practiced optometry for seven years. That's where we started investing in real estate. I mean, even our first house we bought was a duplex, lived in half, rented out the other half, yeah. uh, and then just continued to buy more and more real estate every single year because that's an avenue that we really believed in to obtain passive income. After I left the Air Force, we moved to Colorado outside of Denver, where we we owned and operated private practices, and ultimately got to the point, Justin, where we, we were able to replace our active income as, as doctors through our real estate portfolio. And that, that took many years, right? That didn't happen over, overnight. But really, the catalyst to allow us to do this is not just focusing on where we invested, you know, just locally where we lived, but actually being strategic to look at different markets where there's better opportunity and really diversify and scale a portfolio. And that was the foundation of our business. We had a lot of friends and family and colleagues that were interested in what we're doing. We saw our success and they said, hey, we want to invest and do what you're doing, but we don't have the know-how. We don't have the time or energy just help us through this. And so that was the basis of our company, Rent to Retirement. So here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And so how many years did it take for you to replace, you know, two doctor salaries with with rental income? Because that's kind of the dream, right? And a lot of people, it seems just so, so, so far away, so difficult to attain, obtain. So it's always great to hear kind of other people's experiences and, and sort of that roadmap. Yeah. We've been investing for over 15 years at this point and it starts very slow, right? I mean, I think everyone, when we, when we talk about financial independence or 
passive income, there's there's different levels, I would say, different milestones. The first one being, let me just replace my expenses, right? And so in theory, you're you're not replacing your income, but you're replacing your expenses, which that varies person to person, three to five thousand or whatever it is on a monthly basis. We did that relatively quickly. I would say just with with a dozen rentals or or whatever over the first few years. And every single year since we started investing, I always make the note that we've bought more and more property. We've had to bring in partners and be more aggressive and things like this, but that's really allowed us to continually scale and you get to this exponential growth. But then the next level is where, yeah, you're replacing your your active income. And so we had you know salaries in the six figures that we were ultimately able to replace. That, that took probably eight to 10 years to get there cons- consistently buying. But now we're at the level where it's like expanding your lifestyle, right? And creating generational wealth where we have created seven figures of passive income and we really saw that exponential growth. And that's, I mean, that's, it takes time, but it's not unrealistic. Sometimes your mind can't really go to those, those far stretched path, you know, yeah. futuristic points if you're just getting started, but you just got to stay the course and continually invest. And I think, you know, so I think what some people might do is they might hear you, you said that number 15 years, kind of what it took for you to get from there to now. And of course, that doesn't mean if you chose to reduce your lifestyle or make alterations, you could have gotten to, you know, quote unquote, financial freedom a lot quicker, right? covering your expenses and having a certain lifestyle you want. But even at that higher end of 15 years, you know, a lot of people, their road to retirement is 40, 35 to 40 or 50 in the, in the you know, regular working world. So even 15 by many benchmarks of what most people do is a phenomenal rate to get that going. So you've been investing for a long, long time. How have you seen deals change over over the course of your many, many years of investing? Are you seeing more appreciation plays as opposed to maybe more cash plays in the past? Are you chasing deals that have high appreciation markets, maybe sacrifice a little bit of cash flow? Or how have the deals changed and, and what's your opinion on how to position somebody now? Sure. And I just want to touch on your first point though about you know, just the alternative, right, of, of the typical standard path of work for the man or somebody else for 40 years, right, and, and hope that a 401k will get you to where you, you need to be. And the reason I'm passionate about real estate and helping others achieve, you know, their own goals through real estate is a simple fact that, I mean, real estate is a path that you can actually have control of your financial future and you can expedite it, right? You literally can create, you know, the, the lifestyle that you want within the timeline, just depending on how active and how much you hustle. And how knowledgeable you are, and so that's that's really the key, right? Is and I think that's why we're all in this in this real estate space is just having being able to take an active role in that. Because I have yet to meet someone, Justin. I don't know if you have, but that has comfortably retired, comfortably retired on a four hundred one k after 40, 50 years of working. You know, usually the lifestyle and the income actually reduces at that point, right? And so yeah. that's not the goal. The goal is not to retire and earn less money. You know, it's to retire comfortably and ideally earlier so you can spend yeah. time with and that, but that's a big way that they sell that 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 public sector marketing too is well when you get older your expenses will drop. That's why you you know we can lower our standards of what you know we can say you'll retire off of. You know, I don't like to plan to retire poor that you've worked all this time and now you have and then like you said the timing. You know, why would I want to work all that time? And now I'm 65 or 70, tired all the time. You know, where, where are you going? What are you doing? So, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I think there's a lot of people that hopefully they're listening to this show. They kind of realize that path isn't for them. So I love the insight. Yeah. And the simple fact that you're you're old. Yeah. There's health expenses alone, right? Like my dad, not to go too deep on this path again, but yeah, my dad worked his whole life and he got sick before he could even enjoy his retirement, you know? And so that's not, that's not the ideal scenario. But anyways, to answer your question about the you know, how, how deals have changed. So the market is always dynamic, 
And I'm not going to talk about how the market has changed because it's always changing. But our fundamentals of investing have always stayed the same. You know, we invest in areas that have population and economic growth that are in the path of progress. We always want to have positive cash flow. And we have a, a very strategic path that's really allowed us to create our goals. And that's the same thing with our business. When we offer turnkey investment properties to our investors, it's following the same pattern and, and process that, that we've used. Find areas that are in the path of progress where the cash flow numbers make sense and just rinse and repeat, you know, and replicate it over time. But on a personal level, as we become more savvy investors, yeah, our, our assets and our approach to investing has dramatically changed. For example, now we've take, we built a large portfolio of single family and small multifamily that we're going through 1031 exchanges yeah. and trading up to more commercial assets to be actually truly more passive and also buying a lot of larger assets where we have things like triple net leases and more hands off, but also where we can take the tax advantages. You know, we're real estate professionals. And so we're using cost segregation studies with accelerated appreciation. And the goal is to buy enough real estate every year to wipe out our, our taxable liability completely every, every year, which allows us to have even more money to reinvest. And so I'm okay buying properties at a very low cash flow or cap rate right now, because I know that it's going to be a long-term hold and we're doing the tax advantages. And so that's just some of the shifting. And I think a lot of people go through that, start with single family or small multi, excellent place to start and then trade up over time. Yeah. And that that's a great kind of segue into the, what I was going to ask you next is right when I heard you say that, you know, knowing what you know about real estate now, looking back, do you, would you do that path again, where you would do the single family, then the small multi, then maybe bigger multi, then you trade up into larger commercial properties? Or would you say, man, with all the information available now, you know, dive into something bigger and just start off bigger, stronger and faster? Or do you think that path is still something you recommend to somebody who is maybe a little bit earlier on in their investing career? I 100% would follow that same path again. And I think it's the only path to follow. And I, and, and I do recommend it to a lot of our investors. And the reason behind that is that, you know, larger deals, they're, they're more complicated. There's more risk involved in that. They're harder to obtain. You know, the financing is completely different if you're even able to obtain financing. So I know some people have the philosophy is, oh, just jump straight into a commercial deal. Well, I've seen people do that if they have no experience and they get burned, right? And they get they get in a situation where it sets them back a decade. Um, you know, there's just a lot more to it. There's a lot more risk threshold with that. I personally like having a balanced portfolio across multiple asset classes. We still own a lot of residential, but starting with your single family or like a duplex or something or a few of those, you know, it's just it's just a safer bet. Like your residential real estate, and especially in markets that have rental demand, kind of in that B class neighborhood. That's yeah. going to be your most recession-proof and predictable type of returns. And it allows you to build this experience level at the point where you do want to scale up to larger deals. It's much harder to obtain financing for those if you don't have a baseline experience. So a lot of it is learning, mitigating risk, still you know taking action, but also positioning yourself to be able to take down those larger deals and be an attractive person to obtain financing to the bank's when you're at that point. So I fully recommend that path. Yeah. Awesome. And so is a lot of this stuff that you had built up, I know you had said as you grew, you took on partners and did different partnerships. What did those partnerships look like? Were they cash partners or were they actual operational partners? Or you know, what was the step after you had said, because at some point you kind of max out your personal capabilities, whether it's from preference or you just want to diversify a little bit more and go faster. So you, you buy a couple of investments just amongst yourself. What is that next stage that that partner level look like? Yeah. And we could spend a whole hour talking about this partner partnerships come in all, all different, uh, 
capacities, but definitely on the money side, right? Having your money partners just allows you, and that's a huge resource. It's if you can do more with a partner than you can do on your own, then you could just grow. But I think when we're looking for partners on our operational side, it's it's about you know adding someone and not just adding a partner just because it sounds like a good idea. Often people jump into partnerships, and we have done this too, where it turns out bad, right? You don't have like true expectation for partnerships. And I think I would be cautious to tell anyone to do a partnership out of the gates if you don't need to. Yeah. But really, as you grow your business, you're looking for partners that fulfill um, voids that you have or comparing strengths and weaknesses. And that's a huge, you know, a partnership that can really be productive and lucrative over time. Yeah. But also just hiring in the right people where they're maybe not a true partner, but like removing yourself from the business. For example, a lot of people want to do property management in the beginning, just just as I did. Is yeah. that really the best utilization of your time? I think as you continue to scale, you need to separate yourself out from the areas that aren't the best utilization of your time. Hire in property managers, let them do what they do and probably do a better job than you. So yeah. you can focus on the bigger scale things, have the right, real, have, you're building a team over time, real estate attorneys, CPAs, you know, lenders, property managers, brokers, or agents to source deals. Like you got to build your team as you grow. And that's really, I think the key point. Yeah. Hey, investor, did you know that we wrote an ebook that covers the three truly passive real estate strategies that exist to retail investors? Head to the link in the show notes and download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Passive Real Estate Strategies. We'll walk you through the three truly passive investment strategies so you can build your wealth without sacrificing your time or compromising your hours. Head to the show notes and get your free download. Let's get back to the show. How are you sourcing the best deals right now? Because I think a lot of people, you know, they think, well, I'll just call a couple of realtors and then they'll just bring me deals and they'll be great deals. And, you know, that, that tends to be something that sticks to a lot of people where they just struggle to find those deals that are, are worth the investment or good to invest in. So what's your number one source of, of good deal flow right now? Well, it depends on the asset class. And I would say it's it's really important to know your strategy right and, and what you're buying like for example a lot of the commercial type of assets yeah we have an excellent broker and these are just listed there's no like these are not undervalued properties because that's not what we're we're not looking for dilapidated houses we're looking for stable assets with like five to ten year leases that we can just own and operate but there's a lot of due diligence with that so we need a competent broker and there's a lot of agents brokers out there that are not investor savvy right they're not they they're not investors themselves and so everyone, a prerequisite to anyone we work with is that they are actually investing themselves. But as far as like our active business for the turnkey stuff, we either build about half of what we do is new construction. And so it's just having the right location and building team. But if we're finding properties we're going to rehab, that's that's looking for, I mean, those are wholesale type of deal. We buy, buy a lot from wholesalers or, you know, look at uh, some, we don't buy so much at auction anymore. But a lot of those, you know, we just through marketing, we have presence in these locations where deals come to us now. That doesn't happen immediately, but you just got to put in the marketing dollars and, and build up the reputation to find those undervalued deals if that's what you're trying to do, find these, yeah. you know, dilapidated houses. Yeah. So you do a lot of, when you say marketing, are you like the, we buy ugly houses guys with the billboards and the posters and the TV commercials? Do you send mail or what's that look like? We did all of the above. At one point, I mean, yeah, banded signs, driving for dollars. I mean, we had college kids going through, you know, as interns knocking on doors. Yeah. But I mean, so that was a big push to build up to the presence. Now, honestly, in a lot of these locations, we just have a, a few contacts of local wholesalers that know our buy box mm -hmm. and they they bring us deals. Or we have, you know, agents too that will bring us finders fee. That's where we source probably 90% because we've established that 
that brand awareness and presence where they know if so, they bring us this deal and it fits these this criteria, then we're going to buy it. But before then, yeah, I mean, we we did everything, all the above, you know, and it's been a lot of marketing. Yeah. So tell us about that turnkey investor who wants to be, you know, as passive of a position as they can in in some of these investments. So somebody comes to you and they say, you know, Zach, I'm a high income earner, I'm really, really busy. And I really just, I know I should be in real estate. I don't want to find the deals, find the managers, do the building. You know, I just, I have this money to invest and I want to invest it. What does that journey look like? And what can they sort of expect from that maybe first investment that they make? Yeah, I love to talk about this point. Let's start by clarifying like what turnkey is. Turnkey, and it's one of these buzzwords. So I always want to define what we mean when we say turnkey. Turnkey is a property that is in a market that we've identified to be productive, landlord-friendly legislation, low taxes, future population, economic growth, the rent numbers making sure that they you know, are high relative to home prices, high rental demand, et cetera. So we identify the location. We build our local team in that area from property managers and rehabbers. So a turnkey property is a property that's either newly built or fully renovated, leased, and professionally managed, mm-hmm. allowing someone easy access to just build their portfolio, right? Buy the property, get all the benefits of real estate ownership without having to go through and rehab it, manage it, and just use real estate as a means of supplemental income or retirement. Sure. And I think for a lot of people, you know, they, they are in a position yeah, where they're earning good income. They like the idea of owning real estate. Um, you know, but they don't want you. They want to trade their job for another, where it's rehabbing houses, because often that's even a more stressful job, right? And often not as productive as their normal W two. And so, real estate, I think, is it's a lifelong journey. And whether you're flipping houses or not, you still have to put money into long term holds, right? That's where you create wealth long term is actually physically holding property and letting time do what it does, working with the right people in the right locations. So, a lot of what we see, kind of our avatar turnkey client is someone that is either wants to be completely passive so they don't want to do all of that someone that enjoys the wants to enjoy the financial benefits of real estate uh, that wants to or diversify right so someone that wants to either get started they just want a little bit of hand holding they want to be passive they want to scale quicker or diversify more so than they can do on their own so we have a lot of house flippers that are in one location but they're like hey i'm earning this this capital I, I can get more cash flow, say, in like Southwest Florida than I can in my local market. So let me dump that money into that location. So that's kind of the typical people that are interested in the turnkey route, where it's just owning the property and not having to do all the work. Got it. And what are what are returns look like, or what do you deem as like a good turnkey return metric? Is it a certain cash on cash metric? Is it a certain you know projected appreciation, or what does those look like? Because I think a lot of people. You know, risk and reward kind of go hand in hand. So if you're flipping houses, you should make more money than somebody who's a turnkey rental investor. So what do those returns look like now that makes you say, okay, this is a good turnkey investment? Typically, the standards that we look at, which is the same standards for us to buy, is we want to see a stabilized house in a good neighborhood class that has strong rental growth and appreciation that's producing at least a 10% cash on cash return. That's assuming they're using a 30-year fixed conventional mortgage. Even with higher interest rates that we're seeing right now, that's kind of the the standard. So if you can get to that, I don't know, eight to eight to twelve or average ten percent cash on cash return, you know that that's a solid return, and it's hard to to beat that in a lot of locations, especially when you factor in the big picture, which people should. A lot of people have a tendency, especially newer investors, to just look at the cash on cash return. Again, hindsight after fifteen years of investing, now cash flow is important, but the reality is you build wealth in real estate through all the other benefits of how you earn income, right? Through appreciation, through using leverage to buy more properties, the tenant paying the loan down for you, the tax benefits and depreciation, which is a whole nother ball game. And then 
compounding all of that over time. So we look at a holistic view, but that's kind of the type of stuff we typically look for. But we do have unique opportunities like build to rent where someone could come in with a $50,000 equity position if they're patient and, you know, they can either cash out, refinance some of their money back out or sell it for a gain. So there are some of those opportunities in the turnkey space as well. Yeah. And so you're looking at a to say the average 10% cash on cash, is that year one or is that kind of banking on a little bit of appreciation? Because we expect that to grow over time, right? Uh, so it should kind of grow a little bit as rents grow, uh, should outpace expenses. So is that a year one expectation or is that over like, hey, the course of the investment, which either way would be fantastic uh, returns, especially relative to public markets? Right, exactly. No, we're looking at year one. I mean, so I, when you're looking at a pro forma analysis and if any property, it, you know, usually it's showcasing numbers that, that are relevant to the first year. And our anticipation is that, yeah, I mean, we want to be in areas that have rent growth, you know, 5% or whatever year after year. We saw some markets, 22% rental yeah. increase and like in Florida. And that's, you know, if you really run the ROI calculation on that, yeah, your mortgage doesn't change. Your expenses change very little in one, two, three years. And so, you know, that's, that's a huge ROI increase when you're projecting two, three, four years out. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, I think the, and even you mentioned the built to rent space is something that has been emerging quite a bit. I've been hearing a lot that a lot over the past couple of months, maybe a year now, people getting more interested in that. In the turnkey space, I know for a lot of investors out there, especially listening to this show, want to take more of a passive position. It's a great spot to be in. If you're not going to take a purely passive position in some type of fund or something like that, the turnkey space with somebody like you is a fantastic option for that. So, Zach, I mean, I've loved the conversation here. I think there's so much value and like you mentioned before, we could spend hours and hours talking about all the things, especially guys like us who love the real estate game. But for those listeners out there who want to learn a little bit more, you know, how can they reach out to you and when's a good time for them to get in touch? Yeah, they can get in touch whenever. I mean, if, if they're interested to learn about turnkey properties, fantastic. If you just want to have a conversation with our team, just learn about like markets, you know, what are some of the, the best markets to invest in right now? We just put out our 2023 publication, the best 20 markets around the country to invest in because, you know, we're across the country. I mean, just reach out, learn more. Our website is probably the, the go-to. That's renttoretirement.com, renttoretirement.com. Our 800 number is 800-311-6781. And just, you know, peruse the website, schedule a time with my team to just talk about, you know, your goals and criteria, see if Turnkey would be a good, a good fit for you, learn about some of the markets we invest in. I guarantee that you'll you'll walk away with some value add and it will learn something that you can apply to your own investing. I love it. So this is, we're going to put Zach's resources that I just mentioned in the show notes. While you're there, of course, if you haven't already, make sure you download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Passive Real Estate Strategy. Zach, it's been a fantastic conversation, man. Thanks for coming on. Justin, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you're looking to learn more about passive real estate investments, make sure you head to our show notes and download our free ebook, the definitive guide to passive real estate strategies, where we reveal the ins and outs of the truly passive ways to invest in real estate. We'll see you on the next episode.